We are live. Welcome, friends, to the PC Journey, the Collector's Series at Luca Tiger Braun Network. I am DPZ at PC with DPZ. And with me, we have Shywave Vlogs. Shy is um, joining us today to talk about his collection and a lot of other things, hobby, hobby information, um, his thoughts on the hobby, the current state, I imagine, and just a lot of different great things, but really primarily about cards. We're going to talk about cards, collecting. Shy, thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you for uh, having me. Uh, it's been a while since uh, I've done any, any podcast stuff. So uh, good. Be, yeah, good, good. Well, let's kick it off with this. I mean, I ask everybody the same thing. I think a lot of folks have heard it, but kind of what's your what's your story? What when did you get involved in cards originally? Did you come back? Um, how did you get? Yeah. Tell me your story. Yeah, the original story. I haven't yeah. said that in a while. Also. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so um Long story short, uh, I started collecting um, in around seventh grade. Uh, there was a store called Strike Zone out in Queens, uh, New York City. I used to pass by it all the time, and I used to see these posters of like Kobe and Jordan and, and little cards. It always intrigued me. Uh, went in one day, saw a whole bunch of, uh, you know, cards with all different prices, and that always like made me wonder, like, the rarity level and all that. I got a little dorky in it, and then I always thought having something cool and shiny was cool to do something you know yeah. fun it all kind of jumped in then i found out a few more kids in school actually collected cards so i had the binder traded a few that lasted maybe a year two years a couple of years you know we i broke some wax uh nothing nothing major but then um fast forward like about uh years later till like 2013 so um i, I had an online business and since I was online so much, I just went on eBay one day and kind of like remembered some of those expensive cards, like typed it up on eBay and saw like, you know, they're like so much more expensive. So I was like, oh, wow, this is still a thing. Like people actually collect this and the values are like pretty today's dollars. Are, that's a lot of money. So then um, I actually binged. Uh, I bought like the best thing I could do at that time. And uh, I think I spent maybe like 10K in like a month and a half. I don't know where. Just like I wanted these Jordan autos, some some rare uh, Jordan, I, which I still have. I still have a few of them. Even through these run-ups, you know, like a Jordan 98 game jersey card, stuff like that. I still have. Um, and I just like kind of kept them. And then like I got super busy with life and business and all that. Literally was in a shoebox, left it in my parents' house. Fast forward 2018, 19, like uh, the Zion year. That's when it really happened. Um, I was checking what those cards I got in 2013 were doing. And I was, that's when I was like, holy shit, this is like beyond nuts now. So like, I wanted to go deep in and then it's 2819, the Zion, uh, prism base card here from on is like, right. I'm like, uh, super into that, like deep, knee deep in the hobby. Knee deep in the hobby. So then you're just, you're, so you started out as a collector. You wanted to, you wanted these cards. There's certain cards that you that you that were attracted to that you wanted to to have in in your PC, and then Zion kind of took you to the another level where you're trying to actually maybe yeah, some, yeah. buy some and then sell them later. The hype, yeah, the hype of that the euphoria of you know the 2020 boom with the, with the pandemic and all that, and that's you know that's what I did literally cards like the whole time. So and it was fun for me. It didn't feel like working. I know people were hurting and all that. I was in all, my own little lala land in the hobby, like we all were, and be like, yo, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just. I sound like an ass right now, but yeah, we're doing good. No, we're okay. No, you know, you know. I don't no, need I, think I don't need the PPP loans like other people. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm joking. I'm fired. No, I know. No, oh, it's totally no, okay. Listen, listen, listen. I don't care. This is a complete no. 
You know, and it's let me let me let, but let's let's unpack that a minute because I think there is a lot of things to be said about that. And I okay, so I'll give you my my background. I'm a I'm a banker, so I actually underwrote quite a bit of those loans and approved them. You know, in my position for with my bank, and we helped out a lot of wonderful people. So I know what it what went into what you're looking for, what the SBA was looking for when it comes to forgiving them and all of that. Um, and it's it's really difficult to kind of take advantage of that situation. Um, at least from my perspective. So, you know, I, I think we need to be, we need to, I, I would be important to pause on, on casting the allegations until, you know, unless you, everybody knew, no one's really going to know that information. Obviously it's proprietary. It's private. Um, when it comes to and another thing, just like nobody even has the right to explain, explain themselves. No one, like anybody that did that, like, dude, it's like, that's me and like my issue and my problem. Like, what is this? Like I have to like do a statement. No, Anyways, I you just, don't. It's, you don't. And, and there's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, okay, how, if we really want to go down that path and there's probably a lot of folks and then, okay, well, let's talk about our, how many people are claiming taxes properly for their card, you know, endeavors and all of that. We, we can, we can just, there's layers and layers and layers of that. So I mean, there's so many skeletons in the closet, right? Yeah. yeah we just go on forever about that. Anyway. So, um, it, it, so as you got into, you got excited about it and I don't think you were, you know, obviously you're not being, um, it's okay for us to be in that bubble. It's okay for us to escape. And, and I think a lot of us did that. Even if people were hurting, it was, it was escape. It was an opportunity for us to feel good, you know, touch on our past. So did you keep any of those original purchases, those cards that you wanted? Do you still have them? So boom, you said to bring stuff. So this was a card that I wow. got in 2012. So I'll, I'll, like my mindset was such a collector, right? So like there's a red version of this that's, you know, amazing. It's, it's actually Jor Jordan's first Bulls jersey, yep. which is uh, cool. And when I saw the black version, the black patch, this is actually yeah. like the patch version. It came from the, the number or the Jordan sign. So when I saw this, it cost me 400 bucks raw. I had it raw the whole time. Then the Zion year happened. Uh, and I started, I learned about grading. You know, I was always too scared to ship. I was one of those guys that only bought like, you know, uh, graded cards this Great. one was my first one i bought raw because the price was i saw the huge difference so i was like you know what let me yeah. just save the money anyway i still had this card um through the ups and downs i mean it was definitely worth uh, a lot more like <laughs> a year ago but i don't really care you know because no, yeah. it's it's one of my original history of like you know having something and i like it i enjoy it so i'll just keep it for now so what grade is that one is i see you got an this mba is, yeah yeah so if you want to get into that so this was originally yeah, it was a raw card. I did right. a raw card review for the first time. BG, it got a BGS 8.5. I posted it also. Uh, but then, you know, I'm a, I'm a PSA guy. I just, okay. it's just like for many reasons. Okay. Another, yeah. uh, okay. you know. Uh, but anyway, so PSA graded this a PSA 6. Uh, I thought it was going to get 8 or 9, you know, yeah. something crazy good, right? So, like, with these cards, I learned a lot that there is, like, something that PSA takes into account and BGS does not. I could probably send this card back to BGS, it'll, it'll probably get an 8.5. Uh, and the value probably would increase more. It would sell for more, I would assume. But there is this thing with, this is a this is Jordan's first card. So there's this thing towards the bottom that a lot of cards have. A lot of these are PSA 6s and lower. Uh, they, yeah. Maybe they start doing that. It's, it's like, a, like a glue thing or something like between the card. So they judge that. Oh, because it's the tradition of the card. It's like it's like you know a perfectly centered, beautiful Mickey Mantle card with a tiny pinhole on it. You know what I mean? Right, right, it'll right. Go like a millimeter, but it's it'll literally be a PSA ten because of that tiny pinhole. It'll be right. worth like a ten, gotcha like five percent, something along those lines. If you want to, well, Jersey cards grade 
they're tougher to grade. You don't yeah. see many jersey cards in, it, especially one from '98, right? I mean, that and that's the first year of jersey cards for basketball. What were the pack odds for Jordans in that year? Oh you, yeah, you remember? I it was like one out of like like fifty four thousand or something. Like it was wow. like extremely hard to get these uh, uh, things. It's like one out of three hundred sixty packs, but then if you multiply by like the cases and all that stuff, that's the type I got. That's remember. the, the odds. In my post <clears throat> Well, that's interesting because um, sometimes the grade, yeah, the grade's important, but you look at the odds of the car, how rare the card is, how many they're out there, how many were printed. What? So the NBA, talk to me, talk to me about the designation, the NBA designation. How did you uh, go about getting that? This, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say my opinion. So, like, at the Dallas show, the NBA thing was hot. This is when, yeah. um, like, you know, Hobby was out of this world. So it was a company that was graded that was grading graded cards <laughs> per se. So right. basically the gold just means there's, I believe there's silver, gold, and black. And the black, the basically the sticker means it's the best version of that card in that grade. Like if this is like, why is this a PSA 10 black label? Uh, what is this guy's name? Uh, Mike Baker. That means it's the best looking PSA Jordan Fleer, for example. You know, like centering is really, like eye appeal is like top notch. Everything is perfect. Like somebody else yeah. professionally looked over it. That's that's all that sticker means. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Mike Baker and whether the, is that a necessary thing. You talk about PWCC's designations as well. Does that really enhance the value of the card? I think it's from a collector standpoint. I, I, I would argue it does. I would argue from a collector standpoint, it's nice to have something you know because there's a there might be a lot of PSA sixes, but you have something that actually stands out a bit more than a normal PSA six. I think as a collector, it's nice to have that designation. So, yeah, I mean, it, it helps. Uh, it's like getting a second pair of eyeballs to double check. Um, you know, it costs money, unfortunately, but you know, it's like okay, whatever. It's there. You know, it doesn't hurt it. I mean, does the market does it help the market value? I've, I've noticed they do yeah, ask yeah, for yeah. more there's, for it, but there's, it's there's, more. There's, there's some premium, especially if you get the black. There's yeah. definitely some premium on it. Okay, like, for sure. Yeah. Seen it across the board, generally speaking, definitely. Yeah, so I've never had one, never owned one. I mean, I, I was looking at one at one point in time, like, a couple years ago, and I was like, well. I can get one for cheap. It doesn't have the NBA. Uh, doesn't have the uh, that that designation on it. But it, I don't know. I, I just felt like the premium wasn't really entirely worth it at that point. That card, I think it was like a, an '89 Griffey glossy PSA 10. Um, his rookie card. I was looking for that, but it it was the 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 price difference was just too much to overcome. Um, so that's one card. And yeah, talk. Uh, what else do you have that you still have from that original? Uh, let's see what else that those were the main cards, and then during like the Zion year ish, um, I keep saying Zion like 20, okay. 2019, you know, 2019 Zion. I, I don't collect this stuff at all, I just don't, yeah, but it's kind of like almost like there's the like we talk about comic books, I was talking to Bro Namath. There's different, yeah, there's different, there's the Bronze Age, the Golden Age. I think with collecting, there was like the Griffey, uh, Enian Upper Deck, yeah, Junk yeah. Wax era, and there's gonna be like this Luca Zion years yeah, that we we're in now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right into there, uh, I tried to get this card that I still had, uh, the Kobe Bams. Um, it's a 90s oh. insert. Um, it's uh, I think I was on Jay Lee's sports card, that, his show, yeah. and then he had me, and then we spoke about this card like briefly. Uh, basically, uh, this card I got around 20, like earlier, uh, when I first got into that uh, zone in the hobby, 2019-ish, um, mm -hmm. on, on, on eBay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I still, still had this car. It went through ups and downs. I think I paid like 2k for it. It was probably worth maybe like over 10 all day long on market value during the peak, you know, the, right, the Kobe right. 
peak and all that. I just didn't want to sell it because it just represented uh, basically it's like a cheap card nobody wanted. You know, long when it first came out, Hoops product. Um, there's a lot of a lot of them were discarded and thrown away, and it was one of the first uh, serial numbered cards. Uh, second, yeah. the second year, 98, which is important. Any 90s serial number, I love. Like 97, 98 is the golden era for serial number cards. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, I I bought this and uh, I still have it. I love it. Uh, it just represents like kind of like my background. I was born in Bangladesh, came from nothing. Now worked off, you know, worked worked hard worked off <laughs> worked harder got you know started building my pc and i was yeah. like you know cool representation i do want the slam bams if anybody has slam bams yeah i'm a huge kobe collector so so i know slam bams are that it's hard to get those now so i'm actually very yeah. envious of you and i'm have i have hobby envy which is a healthy envy it's not the <laughs> the uh you know it's it's the respect like wow yeah it's cool you have that card it's yeah. a cool card and then this is one of my other uh this is like another pandemic pickup it's the, oh uh, no you got the kaboom you lucky son of a wow <laughs> yeah and a so, 10 nonetheless look at that yeah, it's a it's a pop two psa 10 only one Gorgeous year old card. Kaboom, uh, basketball it's, it's literally Gorgeous. this card like um i i oh. when i first saw this card it was in dallas card show it stuck out like a sore thumb like it was far away and i was like what is that gold brick thing and then i went there um and then i was like well, i gotta leave with this wow and uh it took it took a lot i asked a lot of people a lot of people didn't believe it didn't like it you know and they thought i was crazy for paying what i did no no and uh and now it's 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 legit it's it's, kabooms has been like solidified in the the hobby now i think i think so too it's the only modern kobe i think i would ever want to chase what a beautiful car i mean just look at it though i just yeah i think that's a card that will trans transcend over time because i think it just it kind of has that 90s feel yeah it does. It feels like a '90s insert card, and it yeah. yeah the goal is, like, is just is like, uh, yeah. Like, I want the, that's why I want the slam bams. Slam bams. Looks Correct. Like, it looks. Uh, you know, it has like yeah. It has that. It's a sneaky card. Yeah. It has the just. I mean, I'm a huge like. I'll geek out on Kobe all day, but that's just a beautiful kaboom. Wow. Because I get to later in the show, usually I ask everybody, okay, so you have to exit your home quickly, and you can only grab a handful of cards to go with you. Obviously, once people are saying, "What are you grabbing?" It sounds like you're showing me those cards right now. Yeah, there's 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 a few. I mean, is this? I, I can I have a few more around. Me. I just Dude, no, keep going, keep going. All I right. would just say that's so, kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what hope you, about, right? Collectors and, and oh yeah, I w- I was hoping you would. I I had a you know I always have an order, but I don't really care. We'll just go with it, man. We'll go. Yeah, we'll there's, there's a lot around me, so I can. Just no, it's all good. So what would you grab? Like let's let's. So let's another let's card I would grab. Now. Oh, great question. So earlier in the year, uh, me and my good friend Mark business partner we do we do a lot of deals together and all that stuff he's my neighbor in, in new york city so we found an opportunity to get uh the first ever tops chrome super factor of uh, cristiano ronaldo um and this is uh this is it right here so this is the first ever tops chrome product the first ever super um we just don't see any of these in star athletes like the wow. lebron's first was in 2004 it sold for like 700k uh, yeah. The Lewis Hamilton recently sold on, I think, different platform. I think well, Golden or something for like Golden. 900K. Uh, they're not rookie cards. You know, Jordan's most expensive cards are not his rookie cards. They're like green PMGs and red PMGs, Correct. you know? Correct. Like yeah. that's just because what it means to the hobby. It's like the mm-hmm. hobby history. So like mm-hmm. this is like legit like hobby history, like officially licensed Topps Chrome. Everybody knows Topps Chrome. Everybody knows Superfractor. And this is a Ronaldo. So. <laughs> First and time. you didn't have to say too much about that card for yeah. it to, to, to stand up, right? You right, just right. 
it, it, you just have to say like three things and it's like, okay. Game yeah. Over. And it happened just luckily it, it happens to be a PSA 10, which was graded at like the national two years ago. So this two years ago, Nat Turner put this on his like top 10 cards or something list yeah. that he started compiling. This was there. We saw it somehow it ended up in our hands like next Amazing. year and a half later. Well, good for you. Way to hang on yeah. to it, though. That's probably something you're not going to let yeah, go of. We literally, yeah, we literally, when we found this, this was available. We literally booked the next flight to Hawaii from New York City. Overnight. So you went to Hawaii for that one? Yeah, okay. we, yeah. We literally flew to Hawaii over, overnighted, like instantly, try to get the deal done ASAP and bring this. Uh, we made a little vacation out of it too. So and you didn't. This is not. You have the Lionel Messi is the one you wine and dined in Paris with, right? I remember watching. Yeah, that. yeah. You so yeah. About then, that. then fast forward three months later. <laughs> we get it. You go and get that one. <laughs> yeah, we saw this and we, we we booked right away and it was in Norway. We went to Oslo uh, in the middle of a farm. Uh, this card was buried. And, uh, you know, I tell I, me, don't tell me, tell me that story again. That, that story is very interesting. How yeah. was that buried over there? Like what? <laughs> well, so basically it was a the card was a, a deep messy collector uh, on that card. Um in, and he happens to live in uh, Oslo, Norway, and happens to live in like a farm type area. And it's like, you know, in his house, it's like a big, big, big farm type stuff. And I, yeah. I didn't know that, which is cool. I, I thought that, that just like was super cool. I met his family and everything. So anyways, um, we reached out about a year ago, maybe he wasn't interested at, at, at doing anything. And then we reached out fast forward, like six, nine months after we got the, the Ronaldo. We're like, mm -hmm. you know what, you know, let's, let's, let's see. And then we reached out and this time, like he was kind of willing to, you know, part ways with it, depending, you know, the deal. We went back and forth a few days because it was like a big decision for his part and our part, you know, generally speaking. Um, but then we agreed to a deal. Um, we booked the next flight, flew out, still nervous, you know, about, about doing this deal, you know, because it's just like large. It's a very, very, you know, unique a large deal and it's a one-on-one so it's like the shipping dude this is gone if this is ruined the hobby history will be ruined forever you know like it's gonna be that car that's in the middle of the sea god forbid <laughs> so we wanted to like pick it up and you know secure it like you know in hand and then there's competition in, in the private market with these you know one-on-one super factors of like important yeah, yeah. guys so like you know we wanted to like you can and i think people could understand why it was like it had to be i, I then i vlogged about it um, on my page, I was like, I just released this video. I'm releasing this video now, me on the airplane, um, after the deal is done. So you guys stay tuned, you know, because then the network is wild. These, uh, these, these things. So yeah, these oh are the God. two cards that I think um, are are unique, and they're they may be ending up in the in the finals. So they're still they're still going. These two guys, Ronaldo yeah. and Messi. So, and I mean, I know this is hard to say this because it's really it's always hard to always it's always hard to commit, but are those cards? Would you be comfortable saying those are cards that you probably won't sell? Um, so these cards, like for example, I do have uh, it's it's me and we do I have a partner in this, but it's two, it's two of us technically. So it's not right. just your card, right? Yeah. So right, right, right. Just very straightforward. But these are large cards. Like we found out a fund was trying to acquire this. We're oh. little, little private little two two little kids from New York City. We kind of got a whiff of an idea, like bigger players were sniffing around, something was going on, you know, you know, and we're like, nah, nah, nah. That's, you know, so you, you need a partner. And I think it's fine for these type of cards. But um, what we plan on doing, I mean, we, we're enjoying the ownership of, of holding it um, because it's, I don't know, it, it's, why do we people collect, right? Like I have it in my hands. I feel good. Um, that's called Absolutely. Right? <laughs> Where Absolutely. I'm, I'm, 
as dorky as it sounds, I'm enjoying. Like you enjoy your cards, you know. You just Extra, take exactly, like, exactly. Oh, cool. You know, these are cool cards. Oh, I like the exactly. Cool, cool cards. And that's that's why you have them in your hands. You don't yeah. have them in some vault somewhere. Nothing against vaulting a card. I mean, to each their own. I think it's you know sometimes maybe it just makes more sense. But um, and there's a lot of great vaulting um, businesses out there. But I I like holding them. I like looking at yeah, them. Yeah. You know, I have a pretty secure place where I live and all that, but um, I like having them in my hands. I can look at them and enjoy them. But yeah, I can understand that when you, you talk about if you're in a partnership and if there's an opportunity to to move that card, you're going to do it. You know, I, I, I understand that. But it just looks like that Jordan and that Kobe. Well, tell me the difference between those two cards and the Jordan and the Kobe. Obviously, you single, you owner, own those cards 100%, and the other two you don't. Tell me the difference between how you view the, the Kobe and the – just because I've seen just those two now. I know there's more. But that Kobe and that that uh, Jordan versus these two, the Messi and the Ronaldo. So he, here's a like interesting situation that I guess just throwing it out there. Since there's two two different players, you know, it's cool to do this because now I like each of us. If we really wanted that card, we could technically buy each other's halves out. For example, gotcha. You know? Yeah. Well, so it's like you get the first right, which is always a good situation to be in, and you know, hopefully. We have a decent relationships, so you know we could, you know, like I'm just giving throwing it out there. You know what I mean? Just like we don't know what's gonna happen well, with these cards. So like, you're like not, you, yeah, yeah, like that's just just throwing it out there. You're not gonna throw him in a backpack and just fly away. No, no, no. <laughs> it disappeared. Shy disappeared. We don't know where he's at, but we know he has. We know what he has with him. No, yeah, that's not yeah. gonna happen. That's good. So, so I I think earlier uh, we talked about how to kind of navigate this not uh, this hobby like in a situation where the market is very uncertain and like. So that's what happened uh, to me. Like, for example, like during the summer, like we sold a few cards, like with pretty decent losses, like 10, 10 to 20 to 30 K, 10 to 30 K um, on each card, like a, a, a few. And that, that one was like, damn, like that was, that was a lot. Actually 10 K, 10, 10 K, 10 to 20 K. So then now like looking and that we were like upset, like, you know, like everybody else, that's still a ton of money, you know, like what the hell, this is not a hobby anymore. Like I'm not supposed to feel this much pain. Like, bro, what is this? This is, this mm -hmm. is some serious shit. But now fast forward, like, and then we were like, kind of like watching the market, like everybody, you know, over the last month, I was like, oh shit, like these actually has have dropped way more now. It's mm -hmm. getting like, now it's getting interesting to like actually start sniffing around and seeing what's up like you know what i mean like you can't time the bottom of the market in any market stocks real estate or even cards for example you just don't know because during this last three years there were a few booms and busts like mini cycles i think of price swings and that and a few times i was like yo the hobby's dying the hobby's dead <laughs> the fun is over but no we came roaring back so like i think this is the same thing like uh, in that sense so like getting on that topic like i know the super factors are so ridiculous like it's one-on-ones Dude, like this is my new thing that I've kind of like started doing over the last few weeks for like fun, just to like, you know, because it was interesting in the hobby. I started like picking up just the red versions of like the base, uh, the red refractors of like uh, in Topps Chrome um, uh, um, over the last like few weeks. So like I have like messy, it's like the sapphire red, you know, that's true Topps Chrome. You know, everybody knows Topps Chrome. Like reds are out of five. So like this was like my fun little uh, thing in the hobby that, you know, I was kind of uh, uh, doing um, over the last few weeks when I started seeing mm -hmm. what the hell to buy or what the hell to do. And it's not everything is expensive. Look, look at this Ronaldo card. It's out of 10 tops. I know it's, and it's serial numbered. You know what I mean? And it's like it was, I think, like 80, 80 bucks. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's two out of 10. 
now you're now you're talking about collecting, right? So it, it kind yeah. of it shifts, right? When you stop just trying to buy something for a protected yeah, yeah. store of value that you want to put your money into versus something I just want to have. That's my new thing. And guess what? I'm having so much fun trying to get now. I, I got I got crazy. I was like, dude, now I think I want every every red out there out of 10. It's out there. It's a chase. So like that keeps me kind of fun and engaged. This is what, and this is what the show is all about, and and that's why it's 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 serendipitous to be having it launch right around now. But I think it's the, the timing of it. I felt was important because it's just time for us to start talking about what we enjoy just having. I, I've a, I'm collecting Bo Jackson cards now. Bo Jackson, he's okay. I mean, he has somewhat of a market, but he's never going to be, you know, he's not going to be Jordan. He's not going to be LeBron. But yeah. I, he means something to me. I have a, there's a there's a connection there. Like obviously, Kobe's a pretty safe one for me, and I also love Ken Griffey Jr. Those are safer because they're a little bit more, you know, Mount Rushmore type um, hobby relevance kind of player cards. But you love Ronaldo. You love soccer. You're buying these cards. You love, you're enjoying it. That's what we need to be focusing on is things that we can keep. Yeah, and like uh, another great example, like soccer card. You know, this is Topps Chrome Merlin. You know what I mean? Color match, red, Robert Ludowski. You know, it's out cool. of 10. Um, it's 200, I think 300 bucks, less than 300 bucks. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, it's, it's still a dope card and God knows, like, this is like, an, like I'm probably going to end up grading this because it looks very clean in hand. And then there's like your little margin. If you want to sell it, you know, it gives you options. It keeps you fun and excited. Exactly. Like, I like the card for my red collection now. So a red collection. So you're putting together a red collection and are you going to grade those raw cards? Yeah. 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 Like I want them all in like the PSA slabs, the red on red. It's gonna. That's you know. That's that's what I want. I'm probably gonna like put on my wall. I've always wanted one of those wall things, and it's gonna be like all red, just mm -hmm. you know, just for like a fun thing. So that's what I was thinking. I, that's that's really cool to hear. Like you're 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 literally playing right into this. Like that's the fact that you're in this. You're in the hobby space, and you know people know who you are, and they're gonna they're gonna watch this and go, oh, you know, this is this is what he's doing. He's actually been he's transitioning into enjoying the hobby differently. It's, it's not just about buying something and flipping it later. But I also think it's good to have a, you can be well-rounded. You have a variety of what you do. You have a diversity in what you do with the hobby. There's lots of different things you can do. There's nothing, there's no real right or wrong way to do anything. Um, but the emphasis on just enjoying it is the key, being happy, not getting caught up in the drama. There's a lot of drama. And I, I know I, I talk about not having drama on this show, but I think it's impossible to not talk about some of the negativity in the hobby and and so I want to take a break from looking at your cards right now, and I want to ask, I want you to unpack um, some things that I, I've been seeing lately. Um, you, you see a lot of negativity in the hobby, and there's a lot of people that are hurting, and people maybe that were listening to people. And I understand that that's happened. Um, you know, I always stand. My my viewpoint is always pretty simple: is you know, we're, you're an adult. And if you're an adult and you make adult decisions, you got to be accountable to those adult decisions. You know, no one's holding, no one's making you do anything. You can be influenced. That's fine. But you're still an adult and you need to be accountable for the decisions you make. Not somebody else on a, that you've never seen before, never met before, but you're just listening to on the Internet. Um, you just got to be you got to be accountable to that. Um, and the negativity is really unfortunate. You just recently made a trip to Mecca and you thank you for documenting that. Thank you for being open and showing that. Not a lot of people would do that. I think that was a genuine and transparent opportunity for us to kind of see a little work into you, see a glimpse into who, what, what makes Jay, what, what makes you, what's important to you. So talk to me about that trip and what is it, how does it intertwine with the hobby? How, how do you feel like that connects and, and your viewpoint on collecting, buying everything? Yeah. So, okay. So like I've, my, my, my parents were always telling me that we got to do this trip. You know me. I was like, no, I don't got time. I don't got time. 
But anyways, uh, after going through, you know, like seeing car, everyone's kind of like in a little bit of rough, sour mood, you know, like it was a great, this was like a perfect time for me to just drop everything and just like, like just take the spiritual journey that, you know, everybody says is it, it's good. It's like a, a cleansing process to kind of refresh your mind, see it that way. It doesn't have to be anything religious, guys, you know, like it could just be a way to just reset, refresh. Um, it was a religious uh, experience for me, obviously, uh, which was, uh, you know, very, very a humbling uh, experience, you know, wearing like just two pieces of cloth, uh, you know, while, you know, um, doing the rituals of like, you know, going around the, the, the Kaaba was, you know, something very, very, if it, it was very unique feeling, like it's like, if you do it, then you would know. And, you know, I got to do it with my parents, which was, you know, amazing. A lot of people like, you know, the trip can be costly and, you know, it's, it's, it's a rough journey of uh, the whole process you know so um after doing that you know i actually ended up buying a, a card you know while oh, like at five in the morning uh because i got i started getting clarity you know of of how to kind of navigate navigate uh the hobby um in a sense so um when i came back i started after coming back i really felt like renewed and a new vision in the hobby and all that i mean it's uh, you know it was because it, like to be honest, like I can, I can personally get jaded, you know, like sometimes like some of my friends or some random people, like random people, like my family members, they're hearing me talk about these cards and like tell them no 50, 50, like these giant numbers, you know, like tell them no 50 is way too much. You know what I mean? Like, or little like these things and, you know, you, and then you, you don't value things a certain way. So that's why, you know, going this, this trip, it humbled me, you know, we could all use that some maybe i needed it a, a ton but it was it was it was great um they came back and i have this new approach in the hobby i just don't even care about all the all the noise you know like who cares and i literally went to found this fun little niche of these you know like tops chrome reds tens out of tens and fives it's a fun chase it's like a cool little club five people ten people could own it unless you get more so it's like you know the thrill is fun the chase is fun there's a lot out there, kind of a good amount out there you know for every year or whatever so that's been keeping me busy um, um, in the hobby. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I feel like, you know, I'm, 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 I imagine I'm older than you, um, 42. And, you know, I came up playing music and it was in, in, in bands that were signed to major, you know, major label and, and did all that stuff, singer. And I reveled in the attention. I wanted it. I desired it. I, I craved it. I needed it. Um, you know, you, you get married, you get older, you get a career, uh, you get humbled in life. You know, I have four young children. I don't want to be seen. You know, I, I don't, you know, one of my reluctancies of doing this kind of stuff is I don't, I don't want to be visible. I, I just want to just absorb, you know, just observe and just serve my children or just serve my children, just raise my children and, and to be there for them. And that's the only thing that really matters, my wife. And just make it about them and not about me. I just don't want anything to be about me. And I still think that can happen, especially with this this type of podcast or just with Luca Tiger, uh, the network there and, and Andrew and Cage and, and, and uh, Black Jaded Wolf and Cage. They're just terrific people. Um, but it's, it's about removing yourself from the equation. Right. And I think a lot of times when you make it about yourself and when you focus on you, that's when you, that's when th all these things start happening. When you just, when you know you are making it about other people, when you know, you are trying to do the you're, you're making it every action, every decision you make incorporates another person's the, the, how it affects another someone else. And you take yourself out of which is hard to do. 
there's a sense of clarity and peace that comes from that, right? You don't have to feel or worry or think about it because you just know you're just doing what is best for something. You're, you're, you're always thinking about that. And I think as human beings in our society right now, it's really easy to tear people down, judge others. One of the things you can do is just not judge other people. Like we don't know what other people are going through. We have no idea. Even the folks that are really angry and upset out there, we don't know why they are. You know, there's just, there's just ways you can go about um, living this life and, and treat how you treat one another. And you could, and on the, and let's face it, folks, most of us interact online anymore. So it's important how we interact online. I think we can't just discard it as like, oh, those are just words. They're not just words. People get affected by those words. You know, livelihoods are changed by what people are saying online, you know, all these things. So I'm not trying to go too deep off a tangent, but I just I really enjoyed that post. I, I, and your, some of the things you were saying, you know, I was like, this is really cool. It's a really great perspective to have yeah. in the hobby to see. And there's, and you, did you, you obviously noticed all your comments that was, there was, a, there was in the engagement on your post was, was yeah. pretty, pretty special. In my yeah, opinion. no, that's, that's another thing, you know, like, you know, <laughs> that's another thing that I, I was just shocked at like uh, the level of interest. A lot of people showed in terms of like questioning, like I've gotten like what DMS from like very well-known people that, you know, like this is amazing because they don't never even seen this type of stuff, like the exclusive content that was on the stories of, yeah. of working like like grave sites and like imported mosques and like their yeah. amazing structures. Yeah. Um, fascinating to see everybody. Uh, you know, like it was a, it was an experience. So yeah, um, yeah, the, the 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 hobby. You know, all different races and cultures. You know, equally yeah. showed just encouragement i was exactly. like really cool. and i didn't want it to and it's a hobby account literally it's not you know and it's just like a personal thing so uh but it, you know I, I try to just for the sake you know try to kind of tie it into it but from this trip i did come back like at least like i wanted to get rid of like a bad habit at least one like you know a bad mm -hmm. thing and so far it's it's god bless it it's, it's you know on a good path so good you know good. You know, it doesn't have to be just, you know, it could be so many different things. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. You know, this journey. That's, that's good. That's good. I mean, you got appreciation from a lot of different angles. Like, you know, everybody and when they come from, from different backgrounds, you're, you're right. Um, and you're playing it real nice and, and even where it's like, listen, you can get whatever you can get from it. It's great. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. But yeah. that's I think that's the key, though. I think in this hobby, you know, making sure we're all working together, staying as one and trying to support one another, even if we make a mistake, that's the biggest, that's an issue. You know, when someone makes a mistake, I just feel like there's, there's people just waiting to pounce where if someone doesn't know everything or, or maybe they're a bit, um, they don't have all of the knowledge because they're newer to the hobby. And there's this sort of gatekeeper mentality. It's like, let's be more welcoming because the hobby needs as many new participants and entrants as possible. We need to make the barrier of entry easier versus more difficult. So I like that. I like to, so with that, with that being said, and talking a lot here now, um, should be should be about you. What are your thoughts on the current state of the hobby, and where do you see it going into 2023, next few quarters? Uh, so far, all right. So this is like this. This is my view. My I guess my opinions. So right now, obviously, you know, prices are correcting and all that good stuff, right? But you're probably wondering, like, what is the next thing? Like, we already know, like, we got this boom came from you know, the pandemic and all that, right? I think we can kind of like say that mixture with everybody staying home. We all know the story. But now since we're back to those, you know, lower price levels, what's the next thing? I personally think it's definitely going to be when Fanatics comes over, they already dropped 30, 50, built so much money in this hobby, buying these companies and all that. They will get the excitement kind of back in, like promotions, marketing. They will, they will do the 
the poster child. Right now, Ken Golden is the guy, the face of the hobby that people mm -hmm. keep saying, you know, and all that. Well, let's yeah. let the professional, they do it. And if you have cards and they're good cards and they're like pre-Panini or the Panini cards, people are probably going to want those too. You know what I mean? Like they want the original. So if you, if you have what you have, you know, don't be afraid. Like me personally thinking... I'm not doing it for that, but if people are worried about their prices, the next big catalyst, a big market wide, you know, wide catalyst has to be coming from the changing of the shift of the NBA licenses and all those licenses from whatever. Like that whole transition of them becoming um, the main, the face of the whole hobby. Like, right. Like, so that monopolizing, basically. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, but is that terrible? I, the direct to consumer approach, what does that do to the distributing network? Oh, my, I mean, I, I've I, look. Uh, I've seen like those breakers. I don't want to get in all up in their business and all that. I know breakers have things with store owners of allocation of getting hobby. They you know the hobby stores think like, dude, we're the bread and butter. You know we've been around. Like give us the boxes. We're dying out here. <laughs> but then the breakers like give you all the you know rip rip rip. We know more product will buy. So you know it's like a shifting. But I guess the new method may solve some situation i think a lot of breakers fanatics may hire them and who knows like who knows what's going to happen but main thing is that whatever happens everyone's going to hate it that's how it works people yeah the psychology of the market of human is you people hate change and guess what i miss panini that's what you're going to be seeing mark my words i missed panini damn i kind of missed those cards look at this fanatic that's just how it is because right now we say it about panini i hate panini you know blah 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 give me the 90s cards you know what i mean upper deck basketball right. exquisite but it's gonna, it's a cycle, you know. So that's what I personally think because there's so much eyeballs in this Panini era. This is this boom is bigger than the '90s stuff that we're, you know, we kind of mm -hmm. geek out about. So I think some of these modern cards will will hold a, a great deal of value uh, way in the future. When you, know, you gotta have a long term, you gotta you gotta collect, <laughs> and then let the market do its thing. Right. So the, the market's going to get disrupted. That just happens. It's natural. And it's either going to create more efficiency or it's going to create more friction. You, you just hope it's going to be more efficient and you can't please everybody. That's true. Someone's there's a, you're going to have folks wanting and pining for Panini days, which right now with the redemption conversations, you would never think, but, and the printing, right. You would never think, but that, you know, it's, it's all part of it. And I think you got to be mindful of that coming into this. And, and I think it's important also to figure out, okay, what do I like? What do I want to just collect? If everything goes to nothing, what do I want to still be holding on to? Now, people say that, well, if it all goes to nothing, you still got to be happy with it. I don't think anybody's going to be happy with anything they spent money on that goes to nothing. Okay. That's just, that's another human psychological mindset. You just, you're never going to be like, oh, that's okay. No one says that. You know, I just, I spent, you know, $10,000 on this card. It's worth five, $5. Yeah. That's no big deal because it has this little patch here. No. You're still going to be, that's going to be a pain point for you every time you look at it. And, but you got to love it too, right? I get it. But I just, I think it's too easy to dismiss that and say that. So. Yeah. So that's why I, to avoid that, I have cards that we don't know the values of. <laughs> so it's all fantasy land. These yeah, one-on-one yeah, yeah. supers, you know, who the hell knows? You who know, the knows? These yeah. words? I swear to God, like these, these are very, very unique cards. So that keeps me in a clouded thing where you know but i know some cards we know the value straight up like bro this is not 100k this is a thousand bucks shut up you know what i mean but there are other weird cards that we really don't know and you know different various price points you know like a smaller player a one-on-one could be maybe 2k maybe like 8k which is still a big enough difference but we just don't know so what else do you have here so you grabbed a handful there's been a handful so you can grab a couple more if you had to get the heck out of dodge real quick um, what are you saving so, like, for example, um, another uh, card 
Well, I was in this, uh, uh, on this. So how much I love Reds um, is basically yeah. here. Like I, I'm a, I'm a wrestling dork too. <laughs> so like I was collecting like wrestling cards. So like this is the, uh, the Topps Pro Red. Um, oh, look at that. Uh, red refractor out of five, which, you know, obviously. The rock. Yeah. Uh, and then I also have like the, the first ever prism gold of the rock. So these are kind of cool cards that you know. It's... If you're gonna collect, a, if you're gonna collect a wrestler, the Rock, you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Rock, this is another thing. Like the Rock is unique. He's like on, like you know how LeBron Jordan comparison, Ronaldo Messi. The Rock doesn't compare to any other wrestler. I, I feel like his, like it's the Rock. Like he's just too big. Um, he's, you know, yeah. compared he to. Trans like, yeah, he transcends. He transcends wrestling, right? He, he's obviously yeah. a, a movie star yeah. and. I, I, hope there's a, I hope there's a Rock versus Roman Reigns uh, WrestleMania match. If that happens, I mean, this car is probably going to be, you know, yeah. a big deal at that time. Um, but, yeah, these reds. Um, and then I can show you a new pickup that I was just about to post. Uh, it's, it's from a set. So, like, me branching out into um, the, these reds, like, trying to collect, like, tops, tops Chrome, Stadium Club, tops Paper, like – True reds, base parallel reds out of five because you know it's just fun. Um, we this this is like um, a dope card, right? So this is the twenty twenty wow. stadium club. The photography is uh, is pretty nuts. Um, also, yeah, this really is cool. the this is and then this is the the red um, out of five. The photography on on these are are pretty uh, uh, insane. So I haven't posted a lot of these cards. So like you know this is like a first access. So this was so crazy. Um, then this one we haven't posted yet. These soccer cards are. See, I know nothing about soccer. These yeah. soccer cards are. I mean, those lands the the oh, landscaped yeah. cards of soccer. Yeah. I feel like they feel like they're better. So yeah, they, they capture more of a of the action in a shot. Well, just for these type cards, there's prism cards that look very very different. Like, for example, um, like. This this type of soccer cards looks very very like you know it could be any athlete, you know. Yeah. Um, this is a special set. It's it's a 2020 Stadium Club uh, soccer, the first ever Stadium Club set, and this is the Messi, the case hit, the product hit, the Super Fractor 101 uh, Messi card. So that's this, a Super Fractor. Wow, Super Fractor 101. Club. Yeah, the first ever uh, Stadium Club. Um, this this product. I honestly, I'll argue it looks almost better than the other one, the other Super Fractor. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, that's I, 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 I just I think that's a cool card. I think the yeah. way it's it, yeah, yeah. It's and, not and vertical. Then, I get that, but yeah. And look at the Holland. This is the red version. That's that's really cool. I mean, those are cool looking cards. Exactly. Yeah, that's why this set cool is cards. not too many people know about it, but this is yeah. absolutely bananas. Uh, so those are some of the cool cards that uh that that there is uh, here. And then I also have this like Ronaldo Soul of the Game. This is uh, Ronaldo Flawless. 26, there's only one year of Flawless Soccer. Yeah. Everybody knows Flawless, obviously, you know, but for soccer, there's only one year, and it's the only card that has match-worn with on-card autos of Ronaldo Messi, um, basically. So there's very few of these. These are on-card, and they're match-worn boots. Uh, it's a two-color. Uh, it's a gold. Uh, I graded at the National. This was a deal I did with a guy from France. It was buried there. He had it for years. And, you know, we did a deal for Jordan 
and uh, Jordan cards for for this soccer card at the national. I graded it. Got a PSA nine auto ten. You know, flaw. I'm I'm fine with that. Pop one, none higher. So like, there's another that's cool, cool card. card. Yeah. So it's safe, it's safe to say, Ronaldo, you're soccer first, primary soccer. Right. First, yeah, I'm a basketball guy. I'm a '90s guy. I had like a million '90s cards. Jordan autos, final floor oh, autos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you're just yeah. you're well, you're you're diversified. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then like. I think these are on my page too. Like uh, these are, you know, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, both jersey number. This is thirty-five out of forty-nine. This is uh, thirty out of forty-nine. So dual jersey number um, on wow. card. Those immaculate. Uh, these are. I don't think you see too much of these type of cards. Uh, they're low grades, but we all know. I, I I'm not. I'm not the craziest fan of authentic slaps. Uh, just give me the straight number. We know immaculate doesn't grade well. We know certain cards don't grade well. Just let me know what I'm buying. Stop making me wonder. Let me know. You know, stop hiding. And I'll respect you more and I'll pay (laughs) you. Enough with the authentic slaps. I don't want authentic. Yeah, no, I get you. I I agree. You know, is it it interesting to you to see what other people have? What other people value? Like, I I don't want – these are my best favorite cards. Are you surprised sometimes what you you see? That's what I've been noticing. I'm like, I'm surprised some of these cards are the cards. It's They're not all – they're never the cards that everybody has. That everybody the, the 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 stalwart cards they're never those cards they're not always the the, the PSA ten Jordan eighty six flare there are all these different kinds of cards which I think is fascinating to me it shows it's okay to value above all else cards that obscure cards that people don't even know about yeah and me getting into this rabbit hole I've started I got into like I I found new sets and now I just found out like I got really into Obsidian Red Flood. You know, I don't know if you know that card. The car is like full blown out red and it's only 10. I'm like, what is this? Give me this. And they're cheap. They're all under a thousand bucks relatively. Yes. I know, you know, you know, under a thousand, the hobby, these, you know. We're well, cheap. these days that's, that's cheap. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you know, it's it like, it's totally, it's fun to kind of, you know, play with. I went crazy and I bought, I went absolutely bananas over the last uh, week and a half uh, building this new PC that I'm having so much fun with, to be honest. So are you full time in the hobby? um yeah i mean it takes up a lot of my time but yeah yeah i guess full time but i'm just doing my own thing canceling out the noise you know and Got just it. just navigating the hobby collecting what i like wow if I, have, if I have to sell something i'll sell it to get something else that i like more you know to- that's yeah well, i mean a lot of us do that but I, you, that's, <laughs> yeah. it's scary when you i mean you don't have a back backstop but I, I i don't have that kind of courage that you have um congratulations for that um I give you someone gives you a hundred thousand dollars and they say you get to buy whatever you want. It has to be a card though. It doesn't even have to be a card, it could be a comic book. I don't know, signed shoes, I don't know, a signed jersey. Hundred thousand dollars. What do you get? What do you do? Do you consolidate, sell, buy? What do you do? Um uh, you what? Oh, you, you have to buy like one item or multiple items. Whatever you want. I mean, I'm a car guy, I'm I'm not too into memorabilia stuff. Um, it just doesn't appease me as much. I know a lot. It's a whole different market. Like jerseys, game use, just, you know, not my thing. I like cardboards. That's just, you know, very straight. I don't like crypto, none of that stuff. Like, you know, just cardboard. So um, I would look for interesting cards of your favorite players that's in your budget and um, as low number as possible you can get, you know. And if you're too scared of raw cards, migrate it. If you're too, you know, if you want to, Buy the raw cards and you know try to just because you want it that's probably a better idea because then at least if you don't care about the grade if it does do well you know you added some value congrats you know so like just navigate the hobby that way literally just look for interesting interesting cards man there's there's so much new stuff out there 
being like discovered. Like mm-hmm. there's new hidden sets, like the Kaboom Golds. They came out in 2018. They weren't as much valuable. They were thousand fifteen on two two grand maybe, but then they ballooned to this mm-hmm. six figure level for some of these cards, right? Mm-hmm. And then they dropped down to like even in the drop from the peak, it's still so much higher than like you know pre 2018 17. And some of these people that had these cards for like you know I still have that Jordan from like ten years ago, right? Two up like four hundred bucks. It was worth a lot more, but it's still higher. I know it's worth lower, but you know it is what it is. So just collect yeah. like you know stuff that you can like like this two hundred dollar card. I don't know what it could be worth uh, in the future, like you know. So, but you enjoy it and you like it. That's yeah, really I'm cool. So it. I'm not doing it for the value. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not it. for the value. I really want to make this red bloody wall. You know, red um, bloody wall. Yeah, Chad's just... got a red bloody wall on his house full of soccer reds. <laughs> yeah, out of ten only, out of ten or less, out of ten only. So yeah, I mean, are reds usually just out of ten though? Yeah, yeah, for top Chrome. Like, you know how Prism, how Prism Gold is out of 10, right? We all know right, that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, usually the Blue Ice, 99, 125, right? right. Um, but then for soccer, the Topps Chrome Gold, usually it's always out of 50, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for This is for generally, like, soccer. But for basketball, it's a little funky, I know. But uh, but for Topps Chrome, the Reds are always out of 10 or 5, like, usually. So, you know, very consistent lineage, easy to understand. I'll take it. That's nice. Yeah, it keeps it simple. Makes it easier to collect and combine. Yeah, yeah put exactly. Together, put together like sets. Yeah, yes. simplicity. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and walking through your collection and having some hobby talk as well. And, you know, I like the positivity. It's been positive. It's been a very positive podcast talking about things you love and enjoy and, and giving people basically giving people permission in this hobby to enjoy it. Yeah. collect and have fun and buy stuff you like it doesn't have to be you know twenty thousand dollars it's okay yeah. you buy something that's within your means be, be smart but yeah. enjoy it too don't worry about what everybody else has you're seeing that you know every, other people have all it's a, there's a, obscure collections all around and so I'm, I'm excited the soccer stuff i had no idea you were that into soccer i mean i, yeah, I know about the super factor yeah yeah really I, mean, I just thought about you in basketball i kind of felt like you're the you're the basketball guy but yeah that's really interesting it's really cool I like that. Yeah, soccer has been way too much fun ever since i got into it and the community is different basketball guys act talk think a certain way soccer guys same thing brady guys have their own niche football guys in general kobe guys have their own niche you know jordan guys are going to protect their jordan over lebron you know everybody every, there's yeah. like a little fun little groups groups and clicks of yeah. certain collector mindset in the hobby which is always you know a fun thing to bounce around <laughs> that's no well, before we go then tell me talk to me about that though like how how is soccer different how is that in the community oh, different from like the broader one community? thing one thing that i love the most about it to be straight up i i love the fact that it's so international like the cards i've been picking up i got like two from portugal one from yeah. spain and one from uh germany that's coming in like about five six seven cards from people that are from there so it's kind of like cool to like you know talk to them network and they're very like very shipped on time respect showing me the progress you know personal through dms you know like very very legit you can tell they're like you know good good hobbyists good people they had very unique like stuff that i liked so you know so i I was glad to get those so that's what i like a lot i I know there's a lot of cool basketball cards in asia all the 90s girl Mm -hmm. like the, the png Kobe, which I definitely would, would love. Whoever has one, mm-hmm. please reach out. Uh, I was bidding on the one on PWCC, long story, but oh boy, um, the PSA three, I think, yeah. But what, you know, it's it, who knows how the market has changed since that and then to, to here. I don't even know. So just throwing it out there. 
That's great. You never know. You know what? It's it's great. The the market moving moving down and the price is moving down. I mean, for based on what I just heard in economic forecast I was a part of yesterday, you know, I think quarter three, quarter four, we're going to really feel. I think the recession is going to come in full force because we're just not going to get inflation down to that number. We want it to be two and a half, three percent. I think it's going to be hovering above three percent. I also feel like you know, with unemployment, you're going to see the labor market squeeze a little bit there. And we're not going to want to pass on that. The companies are not going to want to pass on that. You know, the labor and the money that's costing for labor to to the to the um, consumer. And there's going to be a squeeze there. And what's going to happen is, I think Fed funds rate is going to go up to six percent. And I think that you're going to see that that crunch there. And it's just, I, I think it's going to just push everybody finally into the recession. And a reset is it is it necessarily a bad thing? I think that's going to affect the card market. I think that the approach that we're making right now with just focusing on things you love and enjoy, there may be some deals to be had. That Kobe might be a play for you this summer because I think if someone's going to want to liquidate, they need the money. Which one? Talking, to... about, talking about the slamps or the red PMG? The red PMG. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that could be interesting. So yeah, I'm... patience is key. Patience is key. Just wait. I, I think you wait. I say you wait. That's my my two cents. I think going into this next year, it's important to be patient. It's important to collect what you love. But you know, there might be a time to be able to grab some of those those great cards. So, yeah. thank you so much, Shay. You're yeah. great. This is this is awesome. Um, again, friends, thanks for joining us at uh, uh, this collector series of PC Journey. I'm DPZ, and we got Shy Wave Vlogs. You anything you uh, follow follow shy on instagram yeah yeah follow Twitter. me on uh, instagram tiktok shay wave vlogs s-h-a-i shay wave it's shay not shy right shay yeah shay, yeah shay wave vlogs yeah. shay wave vlogs yeah my first Fo yeah. absolutely follow him thank you this has been great awesome i love it uh soccer cards wow i'm yeah. starting to get a more of i mean learning like andrew talks about soccer a lot um i'm learning about it it's, it's, it's fun a really it's cheap I don't know. It, I know. I, I, you know, cheap's not so bad for folks Relative, right now. Relatively, like, relatively. Relative to the to the no. hobby community, yeah, in general. But thank you so much for taking the time. Um, again, you follow me at PC with DPZ. Follow Luca Tiger LeBron Network on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere else. Have yourself a great day. Thank you once again, my friend, for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care. With nearly forty years as the most trusted resource for collectors, dating back to the first Beckett magazine in 1984. Beckett has been the brand that bridges generations of the hobby. We're happy to be partnering with Beckett and look forward to keeping you all updated on the big things happening at the company in 2023. Beckett, it's the name you know and the name you can trust.